Welcome to Tag Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara. One part small talk, all parts real talk. This is the part of the day when Ajit gets to know the people behind the job titles at Tag. Hello, my name is Ajit Kara. I'm the CEO of Tag Americas. Welcome to my podcast. I decided to do this podcast because I was keen to understand what makes our folks tick. I've often been heard saying in our meetings, in our client meetings, that I believe that TAG's biggest asset is its people. And so I wanted to do a series of podcasts that just spend a bit more time with our folks, understood what makes them tick, and basically have an amazing happy hour. I'm delighted to say that today I'm being joined by Julia DeLamblet, who is our Managing Director of LATAM, who has joined us all the way from Brazil. So I'm looking forward to having a conversation with her. I'm also today continuing to be produced by Kaylee Stansfield. Hey, Kaylee, how are you doing? Very well, Ajit. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Juliana, how are you doing today? Me? I am great. I just arrived today and I'm super happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. So anyway, let me say welcome to you, Juliana. Thank you. Here's cheers. Cheers. And we can have a sip of this wine. Mm -hmm. We want to know what you think of the wine. Mm, it's wonderful. It's very fruity. Well, just like you. <laughs> Because you're the first person that I've done this that's had red wine. Everyone so far has had white wine. So mm. you've bucked the trend, but this is a nice wine. So when did you get in from Brazil, Jules? I got here this morning. Oh, wow. Yes. It's a nine hours and 30 minutes flight. Right. But thank God I could sleep for the whole it's flight. A flight. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. It's astonishing, isn't it, when you think about I go to the UK quite a lot and it's mm -hmm. six hours. Yeah. And you go to Brazil and it's nine and a half hours. Everywhere is far from Brazil, except for <laughs> Argentina, which is a three-hour flight. The rest of it, everywhere, at least a six-hour flight, at least. <laughs> and we are multicultural here in that most people I speak to have come from somewhere, but you are born and bred in Brazil? I was born in Sao Paulo, and uh, I'm Brazilian. And I speak Portuguese. Oh. Mm. And how different is that? Because we've been out a lot together. Mm -hmm. And I get confused around, can Portuguese, like it's Spanish-based, but when you speak to Spanish-speaking, it's slightly different, isn't it? It is. It is different. And an interesting thing is that Brazilians who speak Portuguese can understand very well Spanish. Right. Yeah. And then we can speak Portuñol because it's very similar. However, what we understand from the Spanish, you know, the Latin Americans, is that it's quite more difficult for them to understand Portuguese. Right, right, yeah? yeah. So uh, Brazilians are always trying to find a way to understand everything. Right. <laughs> I love my trips to Brazil and mm -hmm. you and the team make me and everybody else that visits feel so welcome. And I put this challenge out to all my team because a number of years ago, you had me come over to your house. Mm -hmm. Your chef of a husband cooked an amazing meal. Yes. And I'll always remember you had one dog at that time, which was, I took videos of this. Your dog would be a smoking dog. <laughs> and you want to describe... He still is. Does he really? <laughs> he still is. This is George, George Constanza. He's a border collie with a brown eye and another blue eye. He's so funny. He likes biting the smoke. He likes biting the shadows. He's super crazy. <laughs> but now I have another one, which is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> and he's another crazy one. 
but uh, he's much more into the bowl. So I'm guessing that you are a Jerry Seinfeld fan. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Everything in my life. I love that show. I love that show, Simply. I've got to ask, why George Constanza and Jerry Seinfeld? Those are the two full names of your dogs. Why not Kramer? Because it's going to be my third one. Oh, okay. Right. And possibly Elaine is going to be the fourth one. And did you pick these names based on the character? So is Jerry a cool dog? Mm. And is George, you know, who I've met George, I didn't meet Jerry. George mm -hmm. is a character. Yes, it is. He is. <laughs> and Jerry is worse than George. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Just to bring it for folks that can imagine, so I had a fabulous meal cooked by Marcella, mm -hmm. uh, um, George's husband. And we were out on the patio, and I was forced to have a cigar, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I would blow smoke out from the cigar, and George Costanza would basically jump and and inhale the smoke. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. It's astonishing. Yeah, astonishing. And sometimes George goes to the office, because <laughs> our office in Brazil is very pet-friendly. Wonderful. And for those who are at the veranda having a ciggy, he's still in, in there with all the folks. <laughs> right. So you clearly love animals. I love it. And when I went there, I love the way that you treated your, your dog at that point and our dogs. But I was also distressed when I mean, Brazil, they have a very casual relationship with dogs. Dogs are more wild out there. They're more fell. How do you reconcile that? Because there's a lot of wild dogs in Sao Paulo, from my memory. They're on the streets. Yes, there is. But right now, I think we are having more ONGs um, and more control of it. And so I think it's getting better because people are more conscious about the responsibility. Yeah. It's wonderful yeah. to say, look, I utterly adore coming down to see you and the team in Brazil. And I've had such amazing food. So you are a foodie and a wine person. So I am. When I go down there, I'm treated to amazing food and wine. Mm -hmm. Have I just seen the best or is that generally Brazil? No, Brazil. It's all over Brazil. And Brazil is so big such as U.S. Sure. Yeah, that we have different Brazils, let's say. So different kind of foods everywhere you go. So it's an amazing experience for you to try different kind of foods. You know, herbs and fish, meat, it's everywhere. It's wonderful. It's uh -huh. wonderful. And you're one of three. I didn't know until I looked at this hmm. paperwork. That, is it you that have a twin or is it your sister has a twin? No, I have a twin brother, and uh, he's much taller than me. <laughs> he's super handsome. Well, then he's your twin. Yeah, and <laughs> and but he's very athletic. Let's say that <laughs> again. Your twin. <laughs> That's funny, though. <laughs> so I've always been fascinated by twins. Mm -hmm. In that, lots of people talk about: is there a connection? Do you see each other often? Do you live nearby? Do you think about each other? How connected are you when you are a twin? Ajit, I'm very connected to either to my twin brother and to my older sisters. I think, to be honest with you, I think that um, it could be, I don't know, much more of a same gender instead of a male and a female. Yeah, because the interests are very different and everything. But my family, actually, my brother and sisters, we are very close, very close, super friends. Yeah. Right, that's wonderful to say. I think it's a, 
a very special relationship. I mean, sister and brother or sister and sister and brother and mm-hmm. brother is special, but when you're a twin, there's just something slightly different. It is. Uh, it's something that I was always defending him in the school, and he was doing the same. Right. And we were always, because it's the same age, so sure. we were just... But he was bigger, as you said. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> my sister is only me and my sister. She's three years older than me, mm-hmm. and... Uh, My God, did she mother me and look after me at school. I had a wonderful school childhood. I never got bullied once because my sister was always take care of problems. Good. Otherwise, would you be bullied? Bullied? I never got... I don't know if it was because of my devilishly good looks and my wit to be able to get out of trouble or everyone was scared of my sister. I have no idea. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I suspect it's the second. (laughs) Good. So back to family. Mm. So I know your father has been a particularly big influence into you in terms of your career. But yes. do you want to tell for the audience? Because he was a bit of a character in Brazil, for sure. Yeah, I've always admired what my father used to do. I mean, he's retired now, but he's still, you know, seeing all the old fellas from work and everything. And they're still there talking a lot of, uh, you know, creative things. My father was, his latest job when he retired, he was creative VP for McCann Erickson for GM account, GM client. All his life, he worked for big companies and big clients such as Unilever. He used to come very often to New York in the old, we call golden ages, (laughs) you know, by the madman series. So... Do you see any of your following? I've never watched Mad Men, by the way. But, no, everyone should. But do you see you growing up with your father being a big weight in the original holding agency type world, which was a different world to what it is today? How did that influence you and what did you see going on? I just thought that everything actually was amazing in terms of creativity and uh, the environment, yeah. the vibe sure, of it. Sure. and how people talk about creativity. This intrigues me and is very interesting for me. Yeah. And advertising is great. So my father used to come, for example, to New York. He used to be responsible for all the Pan Am advertising. Yeah. Big business in those days. Big business in those days. And then I started to go to the agency, all the production houses, shootings, And that thing, you know, inspired me. Yeah. And I was really proud of, and I wanted to be like my dad. But unfortunately, (laughs) I am not the creative person. Actually, I'm more. I I would argue that the Mm. world has changed. And I think your father is and always will be very proud of what you've achieved. I mean, Mm. you're running a big part of our business in LATAM now and doing an amazing job. But I've had the benefit of seeing your wonderfully decorated house and your garden. So you have a lot of creative flair. Your garden is astonishing. Mm -hmm. Where did the food and the style and the creative come from? Was that your dad? Was it your mum? I think it was myself. Oh, interesting. There you go. Actually, my parents' house are pretty big. Right. It has a very nice garden. But my mother, I think she had too many kids, you know, to take care (laughs) of the garden. Yes. But we love nature. I mean, we are in Brazil, so we love the green And we are very lucky because we have a very nice weather. So we can see, you know, the whole year 
flowers, green. And you travel a lot, don't you? Because yes. when I've inappropriately asked you to FaceTime on business and you've been in the jungle somewhere. Yes. But you like your holidays. Where would be the most interesting place that you've been at and why? I mean, it was Greece because mm. there's something, there's a vibe. Sure. You know, different vibe for me. Mainland Greece or one of the islands? The mainland and also the islands. Everywhere I've been to Greece, it was something for me that was mystical, could I say that? Yeah. And there's some energy over there that for me is just, yeah. it was just amazing. But my favorite place in earth, I mean, I love Brazil. However, Italy is in my heart. <laughs> well, I suspect that could have something to do with red wine, pasta, bread, <laughs> cheese. I could be wrong. No, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Italian, though. <laughs> no, I, it's funny. We had this conversation all weekend that my daughters, we used to go to Rome and Venice mm. when they were children quite a bit to expose them to the amazing history in Rome in terms of when you mm -hmm. go to places of that nature. And Venice is amazing. Amazing. And they were much younger than they turned around to me the other day and they said, we want to go again. Yeah. But this time we're old enough to drink. <laughs> and we want to go to the vineyards. We want to go to Naples and Florence and Capri, and we want to drink and have wine. I'm like, what have I done to these girls? Like they, <laughs> well, they got to your blood. <laughs> they have your blood, so it's just amazing. The food and wine in Italy is something that, for me, I would have voted for the best. Yeah, and the energy on the wine then because i mm. and this shows my naivety i know that south of you in argentina is very famous with its wine mm -hmm. mexico is increasing a huge amount in their wine capabilities and i'll come on to talk about that in a second yeah is brazil into winemaking and yes. what's the wine producing capabilities like now yes very much i mean i have to say that we have those sparkling wine it's one of the best voted let's say scored and the south of Brazil, where we are colonized by the European quite heavily, we have a very, very good uh, vineyards and is becoming quite famous, not as much as Argentina and Chile, but we are getting very good scores. Yes, it's becoming interesting. I look forward because I fell in love with Mexican white wine, not mm -hmm. so much the red wine, but the Mexican white wine is fabulous, which mm -hmm. is difficult to get hold of in the U.S., but... Yeah. It's astonishing how quality-wise the wine's growing in that whole region. Oh, definitely. And I had the wine in Mexico mm. with you as well. So I don't, I don't recall. When was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had this uh, opportunity to have, and we found it very interesting. Yeah. So you got to come to Brazil now to taste it, and then, you know, compare, and probably we can go to Argentina. I would, as well. that. I would love <laughs> that. Um, so back to your father and the mm. fact that he was in this industry. And as a young child, you've been exposed to this. It must have been inspiring. And did you meet anyone famous or did you see anything and get inspired by anyone? I've met many famous Brazilian people, oh, wow. let's say, uh, during the shootings oh, mostly. Wow. Yeah, where I've been, um, where I've participated actually. But the best one for me, I think, and everyone knows, it was in a dinner at the restaurant. Suddenly, 
Pelé, wow, the soccer, Pelé. Yeah, yeah, the soccer player, just came in and he was talking to everyone. So I took pictures and we talked to him. It was very, very wonderful. I had the pleasure of meeting Pelé, which is who is you know. I love that. And from what you're saying, he sounds like you know. I don't like celebrities that don't like their fan base and mm -hmm. i like the down-to-earth celebrities that understand that they are there because of the rest of us and mm -hmm. yes. he sounds to me like a pretty decent guy they depend on us right yeah. Yeah. so he was very very charismatic and he has always been like that oh yes amazing place. amazing amazing for him he's sick unfortunately today yes, but he's in treatment and let's pray for him to get better what sort of things inspire you you know what would you love to do if you had because I know that philanthropy is quite important mm -hmm. to you because yeah. you do spend a lot of time on this stuff. And talk to me a bit more about what you do to help everybody else. You know, if I could, I would do more philanthropy because, I mean, especially in Brazil and the world needs sure. this. We need, for me, we need to dedicate some time, either if it's not for people who you don't know, you need to help people who you know, actually. Yeah. yeah? yeah. So I feel so, how can I say, so happy to do that. Yeah. So so passionate, yeah. passionate about doing that. And I think everyone should take some time, you know, to do good for the others. Like your father in the industry, and now you run a pretty important region for us and growing. Do you take it quite seriously about mentoring the younger kids coming through? And I, I shouldn't use the to. kids, that's the wrong terminology, but yeah. the younger folks coming through. It's super. When we see their growth, when we see the results of it, when we see they're being promoted, I feel so proud of it. <laughs> you know, it's so amazing to see how, where they can get, you know, going back to work again. But we have this lady who her fiancé yeah. got an opportunity in Australia and we could move her from Tag Brazil to Tag Asia and she's super happy and we need to do this more, you know, just give more the opportunities because she has a lot to give to us and to grow for her. And we are not dissimilar in age, but you look way better than I do. <laughs> but on. you find that when you are mentoring these younger folks and I compare some of the young folks joining our organization out there in the marketplace to when I was a young person. And I think they are so much more competent, confident, opinionated, mm -hmm. ready for things than I was. I think back and just the same thing. Like I just think that people are much more talented at a young age now. By the way, maybe that puts too much pressure on young mm -hmm. folks, but they're more rounded than I was at that age. Or was I just a very simpler than I thought? No, no, maybe not. It's just because, you know, the access they have today is just amazing. If you imagine in the past 10 years technology and yeah. everything, you know, how fast it went, actually. And we are in an age, let's say, that uh, we were just riding a bike and, you know, doing really great stuff, yeah. right? Amazing stuff. But the access they have, they have the possibility to absorb much more than we did. Yeah. So this is what is amazing right now. And we have to take advantage of this. We have to listen more to the younger people because we don't have this knowledge. They are super important for us. Agreed. And I think it's upon us to be more 
responsible about encouraging the way that they think and want to work versus mm-hmm. the way that maybe we are brought up in how we should think and work. Yeah, we can never stop them to talk and let them talk. Yeah. Let the team talk. If it's nothing that we can, you know, observe, okay, that's fine. But there's a lot of things that we need to listen more and more. So it's been wonderful talking to you. This is your opportunity now mm-hmm. to maybe ask me any question that you may have in your head. Yeah. Uh, if you had to change something, what would you change? I would change the fact that I'd like to be a little bit taller. <laughs> okay, in that matter. <laughs> But I do suspect that that's not the point of the question. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a bit of hair as well, but yeah, a bit taller, a bit more hair on top. But no, if there's one thing that I would change, it would be people's ability to listen to each other and be a bit more conciliatory around different views, different perspectives, different view on history. There's always a reason why things happen. There's always a reason why people have got to a particular position. I think... When you dig down and work with people around the world, Mm -hmm. as I've had the benefit and pleasure of doing, you realize that there's so much more common things that we are amazing together at, and we enjoy each other's company, that we have fun, that we have great values. Mm -hmm. I'm always shocked that when you watch the media and you Mm -hmm. watch what goes on, it appears to be a very angry world out there. It appears to be a very divided world out there, and I totally understand that. But when you go out there in the masses, there's so much more that we do well together. Mm-hmm. My one wish would be, why can't we all work together on the great things that we do well and maybe minimize the bits that we don't get on so well with or have different opinions on? That would be my kind of position. Wonderful. As well as being a tad taller and a bit more hair on top. <laughs> Okay, apart from that, apart yeah, from that. yeah. <laughs> I think you're super right. I mean, uh, flexibility on everyone should yeah. be, it's critical, yeah. yeah. So, Juliana, as we come to the end of our wonderful conversation, I would just like to reiterate my um, thanks to you and the fact that you are an amazing person that's part of our business that runs an important region. And I think you do that well because you work from the heart, you think with your heart, You have a wonderful passion. You have an amazing knowledge about our business. And your kind of love for every person and everything shows through in how your team follow you and what you do. I always like to say thank you for being part of our business. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Jules, thank you. For 13 years. (laughs) Congrats. Cheers. Join us soon for another episode of Tag Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara and learn more about the people behind the job titles at Tag.